And you don't have to tell somebody to come sit by a fire. Everybody just comes. If you see a lit fire, you're going to go stand around it and warm your hands up. And the message of the gospel makes everybody want to warm their hands. Like you say on mission, mission sometimes looks so simple. Yeah. I'm not in the changing diaper season anymore, but it's putting out three meals a day and sunscreening. Uh, Your kids were over all five of them. I've never sunscreened so many bodies in my life. Like I'm like, okay, that that's on mission. Yeah. You know, and when you do it in a way that brings people in, they want to sit by the fire and know what you know and know who you know. We have been preaching a gospel that is focused on man. Man sins. What man must do to be saved. What man must do to overcome his own weakness. They come looking for a God-centered gospel that brings freedom. But they aren't finding it because it's centered on what they must do. And it's not working. So they leave. Leave the church. Leave the faith. Leave God. This whole time, though, the solution is simple. Return to a gospel centered on Jesus. This alone will revive us from within and awake the sleeping giant that is the global church. What began as a simple gospel has turned into a brave movement. It's not starting. It's already begun. It's not about getting Christians back into the church. It's about reviving the church through a revelation of Jesus Christ. And what is the result? A company of burning hearts ready and willing to transform the world. Hey guys, welcome to the Braveheart Podcast. It's Wesley here, and I want to welcome you to this season that we're calling The Gospel on the Move. As we've made it a point to live out the gospel message, the expression has looked really different for each one of us on the Braveheart team. So we've had it in our hearts to share with you what it's looked like for some of us specifically in hopes that it would build up your faith and give you handles for what it could look like for you to live out this message on mission. So in this episode, Christy sits down with Caroline as she shares about how the Lord has led her to be on mission over the summer, right in her own house and in her own family. What she shares is so beautiful and really simple, and I hope that it stirs your faith. Enjoy. Hey guys, this is actually really, really sweet. It is. I'm here with my cousin. It makes me a little weepy. I know. I'm not going to lie. Me too. Um, I'm here with my cousin, Caroline, and um, we have been really good friends for... 37 years? Is that how old 30, you are? I'm, yeah. No, I'm 38. 38. 38. Give us our full year. Um, and I had, you know, I think about you, Caroline, and I remember uh, your testimony when the Lord brought you back to himself after a really hard, hard season. Yeah. And um, I remember receiving the email from you of when the Lord called you back home. And, um, I have watched God transform your life and it's been a really beautiful thing to watch. Um, and I think in those, you know, er, like I can remember, I don't know, probably like five, 10 years, it was probably 10 years ago. I remember thinking, I think at some point 
Caroline and I are going to do ministry together. She's going to be involved somehow. And I had no grid. I mean, Braveheart at this, Braveheart at this point didn't even, even exist. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I remember just feeling it in my heart and believing that what God was doing in your life was significant. And it was unto like so much more than just a personal transformation yeah. for you. Yeah. And, um, you then got your counseling degree and you're, you're a very, um, learned, if you will, <laughs> yeah. you have an, a PR degree and then a counselor master's in counseling. And you just really have a heart for people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have a heart for people because the Lord has so marked your heart yeah. and you just want to give that away. And, and I've watched you, um, just be a really, really good friend to a lot of people to take on the cause of a lot of people to pray for people in your sphere of influence. And it's been really holy for me to watch. And, you know, Caroline is the, um, communications, uh, master of Braveheart. Any of most of the emails you receive are going to be from Caroline. Um, and, fun. and so she does a lot of behind the scenes work, but, but Caroline is an incredible communicator. Um, and so I'm just excited that you're actually, um, in front of the big screen today because you're, uh, you have it's just different. a really, a really beautiful story of just like the, the in workings of the gospel in everyday life as a mom, as behind the scenes, brave heart, doing all the things. And, um, I just wanted to, you to share, you know, you could share a little bit of your story, but even just like what the Lord's done personally this summer, since that's kind of our thing, brave heart, mm-hmm. brave heart on yeah. mission and, and how you were on mission as Caroline Horner living in Plano, Texas as a mom what that looked like for you this summer. And I'm just happy you're here. Wow. You teed me up so well. (laughs) I have so many things I want to say. And as you were talking and tearing up about that email, (laughs) I'm so moved that I get to be genetically related to you. Like I'm spiritually related to you, but God just said, Hey, you get this one to be your cousin. Uh, And Christy's my only girl cousin. She's got three brothers. So the moment I popped out of the womb, you were there. (laughs) Literally, you're the best of my childhood memories, you know, and God saw fit to let me grow up with you physically as a child. And then he saw fit to grow me up spiritually under your care. And it means the world to me to sit here and I told Thomas, who's my husband, I'm I'm typically a pretty in front of the stage person. I enjoy the theater. I like to, <laughs> I'm like ready to be doing the number, you know, um, in front of the audience of 80,000. Um, but this one was different for me when you guys asked if I would come on and talk about the summer. I don't know. It's just different in a really, really good way. And I think it's because since joining Braveheart and since Peter had asked, I mean, gosh, four years ago, maybe three years ago, everybody, you you know, you don't have to tell somebody to come sit by a fire. Everybody just comes. If you see a lit fire, you're going to go stand around it and warm your hands up. And I think that's the beautiful thing that Braveheart does is it makes everybody want to come around. And the message of the gospel makes everybody want to warm their hands. 
including myself. And that's what my summer has been, this beautiful, like you say on mission, mission sometimes looks so simple. Yeah. And we've talked about that a lot. Like it's, I'm not in the changing diaper season anymore, but it's putting out three meals a day and sunscreening. <laughs> well, you were over one day. Your uh, your kids were over all five of them. I've never sunscreened so many bodies in my life. Like I'm like, okay, that that's on mission. Yeah, you know. And when you do so it true. in a way that brings people in, they want to sit by the fire and know what you know and know who you know. Yeah. So that has been my summer. Um, I guess I'll share this. I. I started out this summer with a kind of a watershed moment and then it became, I got three big gifts from the Lord mm. in the, in the form of people. You said I'm a people person. I am a wild people person. Yeah, yeah. I literally, yeah. I just like people. Yeah. In fact, years ago, Thomas and I were talking and I said, man, you have so many hobbies. He plays hockey. He does woodworking. He's just a fascinating person. And he uh, does, he always has something he's tinkering with, like you're making a machine or something. And I said, I don't really have any hobbies. And he was like, baby, you do. It's just people. <laughs> <laughs> so that is literally, I, I will write that down. I'm like, yes, if I have a hobby, I have, I have a one. I'm just hang out with people. I like to have lunch and I like to get to know you. I want to know yeah. what makes you tick and you know, how God created you. That excites me. It's why I became a counselor in the first place. Um, all right. So back to this watershed moment, I, Thomas and I had been in this season, a really trying season for a while now, and it ended, it had a very specific end right when the summer started, which God is a God of timelines. And I like that about yes, him. Yes. And then he's also a God who colors outside of all of our timelines. <laughs> he's so, so he like, he's so creative. He's so creative. <laughs> I love it about him. Um, so I had this moment where I thought, I just want to clean something. And so I cleaned out my fireplace. Why? I, wow. I am, was compelled to do this. Midsummer. We, midsummer. Okay. <laughs> Zero. I had no need for a fireplace clean out. But we had, we burn, Thomas likes the sound of a crackling wood. Now I become quite, you know, into the crackling wood sound too. So we have a wood burning fireplace and I go to clean out all the ashes. And after I'm done, this is like an hour process. If you've ever cleaned, I mean- do y'all have a wood burning? Yeah, no. we do. You do. But I mean, it takes, we, it's we must not clean it as well as you. No, I. that's the thing. <laughs> I let it go for like two years. So when you let things burn for that long, a lot of ash. I clean it all up. I haul it away. And I look down at my feet and they're just black. Wow. And the moment I, Whoa. I look down, I hear the Lord say, hey, I did it for your purity. Hmm. And that was that this season that Thomas and I were in together. Mm. I think that's sometimes the interesting thing about marriage. I don't think marriage for, for us, marriage isn't hard between us. Yeah. It's the things that it's come. It's stuff. Yeah. It's life that, and so he took us and he purified us. Like mm. truly he just over two years of a grueling season, we get to come mm. out and the land is new. Mm. And I had looked at Thomas, he came home and I was like, babe, I, I got the word. Like, it was to purify us so something new could grow, so something better. And wow. That's what the land does. You know, I started researching. Yes. Yeah. About fires. Anyway, so that was the beginning of the summer. And then on mission, I watched three people who I love very, very, very much come home to God. Wow. And that was, you know, he purified my heart 
from some idols. And I think Lindsay was talking about that earlier. And then he gave me these gifts of bringing home loss that I had prayed for for a really long time. Wow. The three lost people that he brought home that you've prayed for for a long time, were they, how were they connected to you? And were their stories at all connected to one another? Or how did that? No. Um, so the first one is a very close friend of mine It's a, it, who became a friend of mine because it was my daughter's friend's mom. Okay. So okay. make this connection. Okay. I was, she was the first person I met when my daughter started kindergarten. Wow. And I saw her and God does this a lot with me where he's like, it's like this beaming person, uh-huh. you know, and he's like, Hey, that one, yes, <laughs> go bring home that one. Yes. Um, obviously he does the bringing, he does the home, bring, homecoming, sure. but like, yeah. I think I, I'm some, I was just reading somewhere in um, Matthew where he says, I'm I'm a, a hen who wants to gather yes. the chicks underneath me. Yes, yes. Although I don't think it says chicks in the Bible, but yeah. whatever. We get yeah. the idea here. Yes. And he says, I wanted to bring them under my wing, but you weren't willing. Yeah. And I I just want to be willing. Yeah. Because people were willing with me to bring me back under his wing. Mm. So I saw this friend's mom and I was like, she's, oh my gosh, she's the one. Like. I just knew it. And so for five years, I have prayed for her, been in relationship with her. And she called me over the summer at the tail end of the summer. And she was like, hey, um, it happened. I said yes. And this was a long line of atheism and self-sufficiency. And the wildest part of the whole thing was that she said it was her daughter who brought her home. Um, And that has really moved me this summer. Mm that the gospel is so simple yeah. that a nine-year-old kid yeah. can bring a 55-year-old home. Mm. Only God. Yeah. Only God can make something endlessly deep that in our 40s, 50s, I can dive deep and there's enough layers for my brain to chew on. And then it's also shallow enough waters that anybody can wade in. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. Um, so this nine-year-old girl who has been in my home for so many years. And then when she came home, she came over and she was like, Miss Horner, it happened. And she was, you could tell how excited, relieved that her mother was in this thing with her now. Um, so that was my first gift. Wow. My second was a dear, dear friend of mine's father who was so wayward. Mm. Um, just in every sense, not even wanting to, you know, live another day. And he made the decision just a few weeks ago and he just got baptized. Wow. And so having prayed, I mean, this is decades of prayer. Wow. And then my last gift was my own daughter, Lori, (laughs) who, you know, uh, for the, for our listeners, um, Christy's daughter, Eleanor, her youngest is four and glory is four and they are thick as thieves. They are. Oh my goodness. They're so cute together. They are so cute. Yeah. So in this roundabout way through faith, Christy's oldest daughter <laughs> shared a YouTube video. Where, where was she at? Gen Z, Gen Z for, for Jesus. Jesus. This is such an amazing testimony. Isn't it wild? And then faith, Christy sent us the video of faith sharing her testimony. I see my nine-year-old kind of light up. She takes my four-year-old and they're doing dances and praise worship. And th- then she goes, I'll, I'll help her take her bath. And they come out 
And Haven says, you won't believe it, Mommy, but Glory made the decision to be a Christian. And I just told her that Jesus is just like a shower. And he makes us so clean. And you feel good. And then you go to heaven. <laughs> so the gift, my final gift is my, is glory through faith. And that's family. And that's family. It is. Oh but the haven seeing faith and glory seeing haven was everybody wants to be around the fire. Yes. Everybody. Yeah. And I think what I just love so much is I, I always think of this scripture I think it's an axe when it, when, um, when it says you and your household mm. shall be saved yeah. and God's always after households. Yeah. He's after the family. Yes. And I think that his design is that he gets one and that one becomes an intercessor yes. for the rest. Yes. And it's just so, and I just see it over and over again and it's so beautiful yes. and the, the longing and, fulfilled when someone that you have prayed for comes home yeah. is like nothing better. There's nothing, nothing better than that. Nothing. And I am thinking as you're sharing, because, you know, we're talking about gospel on mission and what it actually looks like. And it really is just love. Mm -hmm. It's just love. Yeah. And like you love so well. I mean, you love so well. You are incredibly hospitable incredibly intentional. And I just think about this little girl who is probably in your home with playdates mm -hmm. with Haven, just having a good time. You being warm, you probably playing worship music, letting your own heart come alive yeah. to it. And, and that gets on people. Yeah. And then the, the way that I think in prayer, we suffer long, mm -hmm. you know, it, first Corinthians 13, love suffers long. Yeah. And it, it's like that. I, I so honor and commend the long suffering prayer. Yeah. Um, because it does, it does something in the heavenly it realm. It's how we partner mm -hmm. really with the Lord's because the Lord's the Lord's saying, I want them all to come home. Yeah. I want them all home. Yes. And then what he does is he takes one mm -hmm. like he did with you yeah. and he highlights them. Mm -hmm. And he says, will you partner with me for this one to yeah. come home? Yeah. And, it and stay all, with it and stay with it. Don't quit. Don't, don't yeah. quit. And like, and, and it's, it's not, it's not a sales pitch, mm -mm. you know, right. like it's, it's not, not, he's not like, you know, uh, now go tell them X, Y, and Z. Right. He's like, connect with my heart yes. for them. Yes. And then as you connect with my heart, pray with that kind of intimacy yes. and, and fervor and like watch what I can mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, it's just so beautiful. And he's the example, right? Like yes. in the scriptures in Matthew, I told Thomas I was going to do this. I was like, I'm not good at saying Matthew 16, 12. Yeah, I usually just reference Matthew, the book of Matthew. Yeah, in the gospels. Uh -huh, yeah. <laughs> one of the four. <laughs> Um, he says, Jesus is walking to Jericho mm -hmm. and it says a multitude is with him and he leaves the multitude for the two, the two mm. blind men on the side of the road. Mm. And I think that's so much our call as Christians is yeah. to leave the multitude yes. and go for the two. Like, yes. Don't. Yes. We see the macro. Yes. 
Yeah. Like we have to have that long lead time, but also there's the intentional micro moment where we lean into the two. Yeah. Lean into the one who's highlighted. Yeah. And care about them. Yes. Ask how their day was. You yes. Know? My, how I share the gospel with my friend who I was talking about earlier looked different yeah. than someone else. You know, the way I loved her was making a meal, making sure that she knew, hey, I'll take your kid any point. Yeah. Because that's what the kingdom of God does. Yeah. And when you do it. Yeah. And it doesn't even take effort. Yes. Because it's in you now. Yes. And it's like, and, and then she's wondering, what is it that she has that I clearly don't? Yes. Yeah. Because love, true love feels like something. Yeah. It tastes like something. It It's, it's tangible. Yeah. And people can feel real love. When it's real. Versus, oh, they're trying to manufacture something yep. or, you know, and they can sniff it out. Yes. And so I think when you're really near to God and you're sitting and you're looking at him and what he's done, the only thing they're sniffing out is the real deal. Yeah. Like they're on a hunt to find. Yes. What yes. is it? Yes. There's something different about this. Yes. And of course, that's what I've always experienced about you and Peter. It's real deal. Mm. I sniff out the real deal. Yeah. There's nothing else. Yeah. Um, and that alone has changed. God used my relationship with you guys to change. You said families, my family, yeah. my kids. They're, you know, yeah. he's doing all these beautiful weavings. Yes. With really not us lifting much of a finger. Yeah. I love the analogy you used about like just coming to warm yourself by the fire. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, it, it makes me think of Isaiah 60. It says, arise and shine for your light has come. Yes. The glory of the Lord rises yes. upon you. Nations will come to you. And it's like, it's all it's about him yes. shining mm -hmm. and making us warm on the mm -hmm. inside mm -hmm. that invites people to yes. come. And you said it, it's warm on the inside. Yeah. So it's real to us. Like there's an actual warmth of God. You yes. feel him. Yes. When he's in you. Yes. And that, it just yes. makes people want to come near. Yes. It does. And then yeah. you have to be. The willing heart. Yeah. To say, yeah, hey, you get under this wing with me. Yeah. Yeah. I would love for you to pray. As you're sharing, I just feel that there are people and he wants to give, he wants to highlight, just like he did for you, these ones, these twos that, that like Jesus, you know, got off the path yeah. for the two. Like you saw your friend and was like, I want that mm. one. I feel the Lord is like, he's wanting to highlight to people who are those ones and twos and threes that he's highlighting, that they can come and partner in agreement with the longing of God's heart for them. And so I'd like love for you to pray that over people. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. Yeah. That you saw fit to leave the multitude for me. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Yeah. That you see the big picture. Yeah. You see the long lead times. 
you see the softening of so many people's heart toward you and you don't abandon us. Thank you that you know right now the people on each of our hearts in each of our lives who are in the pathway and are sitting on the side begging for mercy. Yes. And I ask you to give us the strength to walk away from what we have ahead of us, our to-do lists. Yeah. And we go to the people, Lord. Yeah. Make it obvious. Yes, Shine them brightly, Lord, so that we can help bring them home to you. Yeah. And be a witness to who you are and what you've done for us. Yeah. Because it's simple. Yes, Lord. You are a bright light. And I came to the bright light. Yeah. And I get to be a bright light to other people, Lord. And I ask for those people to be so clear to me. And that you would soften hearts so that we can all come home to you and sit around a very, very warm fire that is comforting in a dark world. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for Christy, my friend, my cousin. Thank you for her work and that she sees in people what you see in people. We bless you. We bless all of our listeners wherever they are, whether it's morning, afternoon, or middle of the night and they can't sleep. Yeah. We rest in you. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage you as we're entering into the holiday season to take this message and to ask the Lord what he wants to do in your family over the holidays. I believe the Lord wants to move powerfully in your family right now. We love you. We bless you. Be brave.